Happy Friday morning, everybody. Pastor Paul here at the home office, Four Oaks Church. It is September 23rd, which means we are officially into the fall season. I think yesterday was the first official day of fall. It feels like the first official day of summer, but by God's grace, hopefully it will start to feel like it should feel here in the coming days and weeks. But here we're bringing things to a close in Romans 12, where we've been talking about spiritual gifts. And we've talked about teaching and prophecy and how they relate to the church today and the church then, and how we're to exercise our gifts and talked about giving and generosity and leadership and mercy. And so just want to bring sort of all this full circle by talking today about how is it that we find our gift and then go about using it. All right. So again, let me, let me read the passage and we'll say a few things and wrap this discussion up as we prepare for the weekend. Romans 12, six, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Now, to think about this discussion, I want to use two um, real-life illustrations that I think can help us get in the right mindset for how we're to approach this issue, okay? And on one hand, we could think about approaching this from an academic perspective, and, and, and here's what I mean by that. And, and this is not hating on academics or education. I'm a firm believer and a beneficiary of both. But sometimes when we take an academic perspective to something, we say that we can't do X until we received the requisite training. We, we, th th there's a season of education, there's a season of training, there's a season of preparation, and then only after that point is there a season of, of doing. And of course, being in the culture that we're in, which is a highly specialized, skill-based culture, um, that makes a lot of sense. If you're gonna be a, a, a medical doctor, you've got to, to do the requisite training. You just don't jump right in um, um, the first day of class and do a major operation. So, so on one hand, that sort of mindset make, makes a certain level of sense. However, okay, um, biblically, I think that's not the way we need to be thinking about the gifts, okay? Um, or at least most of the gifts that in a lot of ways, um, you may have heard the the one of the one of the uh, one of our doctor's friends told us, you know, people don't get well in the hospital, and that's an interesting piece. What 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 he meant was is that the goal of being in the hospital is to get out of the hospital and to start doing. And I and I and I was this was impressed upon me um, when my dad had surgery uh, back in March. And I was amazed at how quickly they were getting him up and having him walk around because the goal was to get him out of the hospital as quickly as, as he could, because that is what was 
most needed was for him to start living life and doing things in order to get fully acclimated. And I think there's a real um, valid comparison here when it comes to our spiritual gifts. See, when we think about things academically, we might say, well, I have to have the proper requisite training. Okay. I have to have, I have to know, make sure I have the skills. I've got to, I've got to be able to kind of think and study and meditate and pray about this. When in reality, that's not the way the scriptures approach the spiritual gifts. Paul gets right to it. He says, we have gifts. And then he gives us a command, let us use them. And the best way to really discover how we're gifted, what we're good at, where there can be fruit in our ministries is just to start serving. And it's much less important where we start serving than that we actually start serving. Now, this doesn't mean that if we start serving, we're forever going to be serving in that particular way. Um, I think one of the, the, the approaches that we need to have is that I want to get as many and a, a variety of and broad experiences as I can in the church so that I can really begin to exercise those spiritual gift muscles. And, and whether that's, you know, working on the hospitality team, making coffee, um, uh, coming into the office during the week and, and helping with administrative stuff, serving on a Sunday morning in children or student ministries or in sound and worship. I mean, again, these are just some of the, so some of the things that come immediately to mind, you're going to get into those situations and realize not all of them are in my sweet spot, but that's okay. The scriptures don't speak about the spiritual gifts in terms of sweet spots, right? They talk about this idea that we're constantly serving in the body of Christ and that as we're discovering those gifts and inclinations and natural desires, that we all the more serve in those particular ways. And um, I would I, 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 I would help want us to be reminded of the fact that that God says this is the way, according to First Peter um, four, that this is the way God pours out his grace. This is the way that he ministers his grace, not his saving grace, okay, but his sanctifying grace is through the needs of the body. And so one encouragement for, for you, okay, would be to just find an area or even two, okay, and just start to serve for a season. That, that, that would be one step. A, a second step would be to ask those closest to you, family members, spouses, friends, roommates, who know you the best, your parents, ask them what they think are your particular giftings. What, 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 where have they seen you flourish? Where have they seen you um, really sort of come alive in terms of your gifting? Ask this of the people in your community group, your small group. And as you ask them, I think there's going to there's going to be a sense, right, in which you begin to get some affirmation uh, about some of the things that you might want to be doing. That that's two. Number three, look back historically. Um, if there have been times where you have served in the body of Christ, 
Um, where have you had success? And by success, I don't mean worldly success, but I mean, where has God blessed it? Where has there been fruit? Where, where are those places that God has, has brought um, uh, an impact through your ministry by his, by his grace? That can be a good indicator of where we might want to serve in the future. Um, a, a fourth thing to, to say about this, okay, um, might be to recognize that there's seasons for different gifts. In other words, what you were good at at one time might not be where you want to serve now. Or what might not have been a good idea at some point in the past might be a good idea now or, or in the future. So recognize the seasonality of gifts. And finally, a fifth thing I would say is recognize that that service is never going to look identical for every person in the body of Christ. What service looks like for the retired couple who has um, a lot of time and resources on their hands is going to look very different than um, the young mom and the, and the father who have, you know, four kids under four. I think that's possible four kids under five and um who are in the throes of building their career their family their life it's not that they're not called to minister it's just that their ministry is going to look differently um just remember that ministry can happen both formally and informally so it can happen formally by being a part of an organized team at a church but for some people their primary ministry and service might be within their community group they're hosting their community group. They're making meals for their community group. They're running the, um, the, the, the prayer requests for their community group. Um, they're, they have one-off relationships of meeting with various people in their community groups. You, you kind of get the idea, right? So don't limit the scope of ministry simply to things that you sign up for and show up for, for on a weekly basis, although I think that's a great way to serve. But ministry can take many forms and capacities. But just know this, right, that ultimately the best thing you can do in regards to all this is just to get moving. I'm reminded of a, of a scene in a movie. It's called Finding Forrester, and Sean Connery plays this very famous um, author who's been a recluse for 40 years, and he ends up befriending this this young man in the neighborhood in Harlem there who has a lot of natural gifts of writing, but who needs some mentoring. And it's interesting, Sean Connery teaches him how to write books on a typewriter. And, um, and he says, you know, just the clickety clack of the, of the keys and moving the finger sort of generates its own energy. And so anytime he would hear this young man not typing on the typewriter, he would tell him, to start typing. And the young man would oftentimes be like, I don't know what to type. I'm still thinking. And he's like, don't think right. And there was a sense in which as he really developed that impulse to not overthink, but to just, but just to write in terms of things that were flowing out of him, um, he learned the skill of writing. And I think it's, it's like you can apply that to prayer but I think you can also apply it to service. Just start serving if you want to learn how to serve. Okay, that's it for the weekend. We'll be back here on Monday to talk about um, our next passage in Romans, which will be Romans 9, 
Uh, let me think. No, I'm sorry. Romans 12, 9 through 21. Hope you join us then. Let me pray. Lord, again, thank you for this time. And we want to be faithful stewards of what you've entrusted to us. So Lord, now we pray that you give us your grace and your guidance and go before us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody.